Hey, dear sister. So I am the personality that is sometimes, you know, I hate it when I make a mistake and get reprimanded for it. I used to be very hard on myself about this trait, a trait that I nurtured. It was nurtured in me by the environment I grew up in where perfection was a must and making mistakes was met with criticisms, oftentimes some verbal abuses and some spankings and so on that communicated everything that was different from what a healthy discipline should be. So I grew up hating to make a mistake or even disappoint people. I have worked hard to release such a burden of shame and guilt from my being. But how many of us know that outgrowing these learned traits takes a lifetime of learning and unlearning and learning? I sensed this learned trait of perfection brewing inside of me one Sunday morning when the blue lights started flashing behind me. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> Quietly, I was murmuring to myself, shoot, here comes the speeding ticket, something I don't need right now, Lord. Going 10 miles per hour over should be fine, like we all do it, but I get it, sometimes it's just not your day. A perfect driving record has to get some splash of color at some point. <laughs> there are moments in life when we need a wake-up call, seriously. And sometimes that wake-up call is subtle, sometimes it is harsh, sometimes it is as simple as a warning, and some other times it's a full-on discipline that comes on. I want us to journey into the world of wake-up calls today. And next week, I want us to maybe look at some wake-up calls that has to do with disappointments, and then maybe the week after something else. Um, but now, I want us to learn how we can choose to f navigate them in a healthy way and how we can choose to, uh, uh, you know, release the guilt and the shame and other negative feelings that invites uh, what we don't want and rather invite joy and peace into our midst of uh, uh, everything that we have going on. Let's see how we can embrace the power in Jesus' perspective when life misfortunes happen to us, both expected and unexpected. So if you are ready, come on in. Let's go. Yes, dear sister. Hi, dear sister. Hi, friend. This is Kate Akokadaisy, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of Godly Woman and Company is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to honor God, serve others, and live free in Christ every day. Y'all knew what I did there? Yes. Honor God, serve others, and live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice. And once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, healed people, heal people. <laughs> you have way too much fun, Kate. Way. <laughs> I want to shout out Mari Winners Daniela for following us on Instagram. Thanks for your support, Mari. It is great to have you listening and joining this community. That warms my heart greatly. This podcast is me and you navigating the world of healing the heart and mind by integrating faith and well-being tools to activate your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical healing and the bonus, financial well-being. 
I bring the parts of me that are healed and the parts of me that are healing, along with important friends I invite to sit with me and sit with us as we discuss this and share compelling stories of what? Freedom! <laughs> Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky, y'all. Choose to Live Free podcast is my way of making faith work plus healing plus everything in between about life and living it relatable and joyful. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We all need people. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a while or you're new to the podcast, I want to say thank you to all of you. I use myself and my life situation as an example often, dear sister, because... I must. It's the story that God has given me, my testimonies. And we learn from the school of life, fortunately. Yep. So what kind of person would I be if I don't show these parts of my life that often give me pause? In this episode, we look. We will look at what wake-up calls are, especially the ones that come through mistakes. And the next week, I want us to look at the ones that come through disappointments. <clears throat> that one, yes. So this speeding ticket I got, y'all, unexpectedly on a Sunday morning headed to all of all places, church. <laughs> so let me give you context just so some of you out there don't think Kate is out here driving recklessly, okay? I had a distraction, like a full-on distraction happening in my car, which for a brief moment meant divided attention. Anyone who is a parent understands what I'm saying. Sometimes you have kids in the car, you're trying to manage what's happening in the back with melting tantrum while focusing on the road. It can sometimes be hard. It can be hard on the brain. And y'all, I did not see the police sitting right there. Like he was sitting right there. <laughs> Y'all, some of you know what I mean. And by the time I saw him, y'all, it was kind of like, I was like, I might just, you know what? It's too late. Let's just, yeah, just come on, come on, follow me. It was too late. And so oddly and funny enough, when I was pulled over, there was silence in the car. And with the first question from my youngest being, mommy, why did you stop? I was like, oh, so all along, you little munchkins could hear me. <laughs> Note to self, anytime there's a kid chaos in the car, just pull over, y'all. Just pull over and they will recalibrate their emotions. Perfect. Anyway, the damage was done. Here comes the popo and he didn't look merciful. <laughs> he did not look merciful. And of all days, I was praying like, Lord, please let him just give me a warning so I can be on my way. Mm, 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 mm. So when he came over and he said, ma'am, um, you know why I pulled you over? After he said it, I said, uh, I simply said, oops and sorry. Those were the two words I said. <laughs> After he stated why he pulled me over, um, you know, I couldn't have a perfect record for long. I just had to, it had to be done at some point. So we got back on the road to head to church. And y'all, we were like less than a mile away from church too. I thank God nobody knows my car like that. <laughs> and these are the moments where I thank God that we don't have the church stickers on our cars. <laughs> it says, you know, people know like, oh my God, they are going to church and they got, you know, so anyway, but you know, I'm laughing right now, but I wasn't then, okay, when this whole thing was happening. I was processing a lot. Like I was thinking to myself, like, here I am going to church. 
I really don't feel like smiling, but it is the it's it's what I have to do. It's not the end of the world. Like, how do I get out of these feelings that I'm feeling so I can smile at people I cherish? Right? That was one of them. And the other one was, I'm not happy, but I still have joy. I really do, (laughs) but I'm not happy. Those two emotions, like feelings going on. Another one was, I am angry. I need to pay a ticket when I could be using that money for something else. So angry (laughs) and walking to church. (laughs) And then came the reprimand of all reprimand, y'all. Yes, listen to this one. Here it came. Now, you know, Irrespective of how this ticket came about, the fact is that you were speeding. What? Can you accept that without rationalizing and justifying your position? The fact is that you have some responsibility here. Can you own up to it? Yes, you had something happening in the car which distracted you, but that could have led to something else like an accident. So, while there are some justifications, can you simply accept your part? <gasps> okay, forget the animations that's going with me talking like the Holy Spirit, like that's how the Holy Spirit talks. But that was the conviction, y'all. Like, accept your part. How many of us have been in situations where we have been told to accept our parts and we almost near wanted to kind of strangle that person or beat that person and be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. How many of us? I know we've all had moments where it's like, come on, I know you're telling me the truth, but I don't want to hear it. (sighs) That was the moment in church where I started to think and reflect. Let me lean in a bit on the part of accepting our contribution to a situation. And that's it, accepting our part, because sometimes we really, it's not us, right? So not taking responsibility for our actions goes way back to the Garden of Eden, of course. Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed Satan. Moses blamed the people as to why he couldn't enter the promised land when years back, he had disobeyed God by hitting the rock when God told him not to. And God determined his fate. Deuteronomy 3, verse 36. David's reaction when prophet Nathan confronted him after his mistakes, just, just beautiful. Just read it. Second Samuel. (laughs) These are just a few of the lessons we get to glean from scripture. Yet, why is it difficult for us to admit our faults? Like why? I mentioned one reason in my episode introduction, childhood upbringing and the environmental, you know, influences from family traditions, etc. can oftentimes have something to do with it. But there are some psychological influences too. For example, cognitive dissonance. This is the state of having inconsistent healthy thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes relating to behavioral decisions and change in attitude. For example, we rationalize everything, even when deep within we know what we ought to say and do. This can also lead to self-justification where we get in the habit of excusing our actions, even shifting the blame onto other people. The other one is confirmation bias, which is the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theory. So if you encounter a misfortune today, you conclude that the enemy is against your life. (laughs) Wait, let me go. Let me, let me, let me pause here. We have, we Christians, yes, we like to blame the enemy. 
We like to blame the enemy, the enemy this and the enemy that. And that enemy is probably sitting somewhere eating ice cream like, nope, that was not me. Mm -mm, this was all you, girl. This was all you. I was not in the midst of that. <laughs> Sometimes the enemy really is the enemy of the mind. Sometimes the enemy of our negative thinking patterns. Sometimes the enemy is our ruminating thoughts. Sometimes, uh, you hear me, right? It's everything about the mind. Sometimes the enemy is, it happens to be another human being. And yes, the Bible does tell us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. So there is something there. And sometimes we just need to take our time and hear from the Lord before we start condemning and shifting blame and talking nasty and all that. Sometimes we just need to be still enough to hear the Holy Spirit tell us what we need to hear, okay? And confirmation bias is one of those things that we do ever so often. And I did it. When this whole speeding situation happened and I was walking into church, y'all, I was talking to myself like, dang, you know, the enemy, I'm not having a good week, blah, 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 blah. This was me when this traffic ticket happened. I had all sorts of thoughts brewing in my mind as to why this was happening when the reasons were obvious. You got distracted in the car and you lost focus of the road. Simple. Can you accept that, Kate? Can you? Can you? <laughs> I love being a child of God, dear sister, and I know you do too. And loving Jesus' way because rather than live in a life that is full of cagedness, like you're caged, to perfection, you're caged by self-justification, you're caged to unhealthy rumination of negative patterns of thinking, we are invited by the Lord to explore these parts of our heart struggles in the presence of the one who will not judge us. In his presence, we can safely admit our mistakes and simply forgive ourselves as to why we are making that mistake. You know, we are forgiven. Being a child of God is not defined as being perfect. Let me say that again. Being a child of God does not mean that you are perfect, but rather it's our readiness and willingness to be more like Jesus, to be righteous and to be holy so that there is glory to glory that is evident in our lives. That is being a child of God and having the spirit of God in you. Admitting you made a mistake is one thing. Accepting it is another. But once you admit and once you accept that, yeah, I made a mistake, you can move over the hump towards healing. I wonder as you're listening today, dear sister, what areas of your life do you need more admitting and acceptance of wrongdoing? The small subtle ones to the big ones where remember, you're not justifying, you're not bringing in cognitive dissonance, you're not bringing in confirmation bias, all of those things. Mm, mm, mm. Besides the lesson of learning to admit and accept one's mistakes, no matter how uncomfortable and ego-hitting it might be, there are other things that come up when you receive a wake-up call. For me, this was a wake-up call. In the moment of receiving a speeding ticket, I was reminded of something. And here is another Jesus perspective, though, that you must remember. Sometimes you will be running a good race. And the question is, who cut in on you and prevented you from obeying the truth? And that is from Galatians 5, verses 7. Wake-up calls can seem absolutely inconvenient. And you're running the good race out of nowhere. Poof. 
something cuts in on you, a distraction maybe, you know, something. The beauty, dear sister, of choosing to live free is you get to unburden your heart from the expectations of how you should process life mentally, emotionally, and physically. As a child of God, you are different and you must operate differently. You must shift that perspective and ask yourself, what is the lesson in this moment? To be honest with you, in the moment when things are happening, your emotions and feelings are kind of taking over, it is hard to ask yourself this question. So don't run and rush to ask this question. Let your emotions subside before you decide. What is the lesson in this moment? It might be a while for you to know and understand the why, but press in through prayer and reflection. It took me days. It took me literally days for me to process what happened that Sunday. As I pressed in on the lesson from my incident, God simply said, how about you learn how to manage distractions so they don't take you off track? Hoo-wee! Yes, another person in the same situation could hear something different, such as slow down and stop running ahead of God. That could be it, right? So many lessons. I do know this incident also with the speeding ticket was a combination of identifying distractions in my life and knowing the warning signals. How about you, dear sister? In what areas of your life is God asking you to focus or refocus? Who or what is cutting you in and preventing you from knowing, obeying the truth? For me, it is doing too much and sometimes inviting uh, those distractions into my life, and sometimes it is not celebrating enough. It is going at a pace of 100 miles an hour and not resting as much as I should. It is sometimes going ahead of God and missing the details of what he wants to show me. What is yours, dear sister? Remember, there is healing when we learn to admit and accept our part in a situation rather than run, hide, or even shift the blame onto others. While it is hard for us to look in the mirror and see what is right in front of us, how liberating it can be when we humble our hearts in the presence of God. Remove the mask of perfection, dear sister, however that perfection came to be, and allow Jesus to love you. There is a lie you must denounce today, and I want to touch on that knowing the difference between shame and guilt. Shame says, I am something wrong. So erase shame off of you today by choosing to believe that you have done nothing wrong and what you have done is not an indication of your being. You know, if you have done nothing wrong, you have done nothing wrong. However, if you do something, just know that it is not an indication of your being. Brene Brown explains this. She says that shame as the fear of being shame is the fear of being unworthy of love, connection and belonging. From my experience though, I will add, when there is the absence of love and connection and belonging as a human being, there is always that emotional and mental suffering that we all experience. And so you must learn to separate shame from guilt. Guilt says I did something bad. And when we do something bad, dear sister, you know, we are encouraged to own up. That is being accountable. Accountability 
opens the heart to being empathetic uh, to one's self as well as uh, acknowledging you know that we are human and we are not perfect accountability softens your heart and you know it draws you closer to jesus pride hardens your heart and draws you away from jesus when i was stopped by the police i had a slight inkling of shame but that quickly faded you know years of working on myself will do that to you too if you try it, it did it for me when i felt guilty um in the moment i had to admit you know to the officer and i apologized and poof the guilty feeling was gone and what was left was me processing the the feeling of you know sadness and the feeling of not um, um uh, trying to you know it, it was so much the feelings but not so much the guilty and the shame so let me recap some things from today's teaching in three words three thoughts and three actions because just processing your feelings in incidents like this is one thing, um, but then just taking time to reflect is another too. So some of the key words here for you today is acceptance, mistake, and perseverance. And some of the thoughts that I want to leave with you with today are, number one, some wake-up calls are simply an opportunity for you to evaluate your life, develop greater awareness too. Think of these calls as your journey of identifying unhealthy patterns in your life and learning new ways to manage them. The unhealthy patterns uh, these days can also be distractions from the main goal. So remember that when you know that you're being distracted and veered off course, it is good. It is an opportunity for you to become aware. And when you become aware, you develop best practices to gain focus. Secondly, some wake up calls in life are warning signals. Think of these like the warnings you receive from your doctor after a lab report or the almost near misses in life when you get to reflect and change some things. And thirdly, some wake up calls are crises, the result of your actions or someone else's actions that affects you, right? Your disobedience or their disobedience. You become the recipient or the victim or the, the person that actually does it of the consequence uh, of, the, of the disobedience. This third lesson can really be difficult and sometimes it's even difficult for us to admit to ourselves. And sometimes we just, you know, it can result in prolonged suffering, seriously. Now, since suffering is rooted in how we respond to traumatic events and situations, once we learn to respond well to situations, we can develop perseverance and resilience to help us walk through suffering as we hope in Christ. Now you can read Romans chapter five is one of my favorite chapters to read when it comes to perseverance and character and hope. You, I know some of you are remembering the scripture and it helps you to kind of recalibrate there and uh, go back to the beginning, which is faith. Uh, I have learned when it comes to these emotional moments in life that um, when I go back and try to set or reset my temperature from a, a place of faith, oftentimes it kind of helps me um, process things a bit differently than when I'm just going off of just my feelings and emotions. In a typical day-to-day -day life, life's journey is pretty mundane. It, it is really. You wake up, you do the things that you have to do, you go to work, you come home. Routines run the same. With little excitements, the ability to, sh to shift perspective makes a wealth of difference between getting stuck in shame, guilt, and disappointment, and slowing down enough to see what lies in between the lines. 
you get to choose which view you gaze upon when you encounter inconveniences. And honestly, I am a bit, <laughs> a little bit salty still about this ticket. I have to pay. <laughs> but truly, the saltiness is just me processing my feelings, just my feelings. The key takeaway, which I am happy to receive as a warning sign, is to slow down and learn to manage distractions so they don't detract me from the mission on the purpose. So overall, when I bring in my faith ecosystem, my faith uh, thermometer and my faith, uh, my faith uh, uh, thermostat, I am able to navigate my feelings very well because then there's a perspective shift that's taking place. Three actions for you today. If you aren't following us on social media, dear sister or new listener, what are you waiting for? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Oh, by the way, YouTube, let me talk about that. So I remember those days when our YouTube subscription was five subscribers and then it happened to be 12 and it stayed at 20 something for a whole year. I was very discouraged. I was very disheartened. But, you know, along the way, you hear people say, don't give up and stuff like that. So I'll still continue to post on our YouTube at Godly Woman and Company. And a few days ago, we hit 100 subscribers. Now, it's not thousands like some of you probably are used to from other people that you listen to. But I am grateful that, you know, we went from five and then and here we are, 104 or something like that. And um, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how how many we have, I am grateful to the Lord. And so go ahead. If you haven't subscribed to YouTube, please do and share it also. Share, share, share so that we can spread this message of heart transformation. And also subscribe to our newsletter by visiting uh, IamFreeWoman.org uh, so that you can hear more from what we send out in our weekly newsletters. Action number two, here are some healing heart habits uh, questions that I want you to journal on. And these are some coaching questions for you. How can I be mind ready for a possible wake up call? Which area of my life have I been on cruise control, complacent, nonchalant, and even on autopilot? And three, what can I do to incite more excitement into my relationship with God? So action number three, and this is a basically something that we announced last week, which is our retreat that is coming up in January. And I really, really want to see people that are interested in um, basically getting close and closer to God. And so if you, if you missed it, I'm repeating it this week that we have a retreat coming. And if you have ever wanted to deepen your relationship with God, but the daily responsibilities do not permit you to do so, this is for you. If there is an emptiness, yearning, feeling stuck in your faith walk, this is for you. If you're feeling exhausted, maybe tired, this is for you. If you're looking for a great escape where you can be amongst godly women, as well as allow your spirit, your soul, and your body to rest, purge, and search, this is for you. So, so much goodness because your experience is what we are calling simple, a sisterly vibe, an intimate gathering, a mindful rest that is memorable, a peaceful or peace-filled heart posture in God's presence, a feeling of being loved on and being exceptionally seen. 
If that is not a retreat, then I don't know what. So I'm planning it with my team and y'all, it is going to be absolutely amazing. But one thing that we will be sending in the next few uh, weeks regarding details will be around letting us know your interest. If you're interested in it, we'll be sending a link let us know because we need to know how many people so that we can get the right number of beds in the right number of place, like the place that we need to get this. And location is a must and um, y'all, it's gonna be beautiful, but I need to know how many people are coming so that we have the appropriate number of guests available beds, okay? So when you get the link, make sure that you go and let us know that you're interested so we have a good head count. It is always a great time walking in my purpose of teaching and building others up in the ways of God. I have tasted it and I know this is right where I am supposed to be. I have, <laughs> yes, a lot to say there, but I'll hold it. It is right where I'm supposed to be. Living free is everyday godly decisions that frees your heart and mind and feeds your heart and mind and focuses your heart and mind. My heart is always full and I hope yours is too. You know, I try to do so many things and oftentimes the Lord will rebalance me and help me recalibrate and say that, you know what, this is what I want you to focus on. And so dear sister, you know, a true heart to heart moment right now, as I'm saying this, I sense some of you really are scattered in a number of places. And what I can leave you with is to refocus. Just focus on some of those things, make a list today of all the things that you feel your heart is yearning to do and pray to the lord and the lord will show you which of those things on that list you really need to focus on because our minds are scattered in a million places and when our minds are scattered in a million places we really can't focus on the lord even hear from him and this is, this is supposed to be my closing but i feel like the holy spirit is asking me to lean in on that and um, encourage you today to grab a post-it note a pen and make a list of every single thing that you feel you're supposed to do and um, pray on it. And you will know God is going to help you um, focus on those key things, those priorities. And whatever is out there, Lord, that, you know, uh, you, you, you know, my dear sisters are asking for, I pray that you just soften, you know, their hearts to, to listen to you and be obedient to you. Um, there are a lot of things in my life right now that I am having to um, put aside. And I will be going on a spiritual uh, camp, a rest camp uh, in a few days just to rest my mind and uh, rest my soul, but also um, recalibrate. And I've, I've said recalibration a few times today in this episode because that's what I'm practically doing these days. And um, I want you to join me, you know, just because the world is moving at a fast pace and now it's moving at a pace of technology. I'm not sure where light went to, but it used to be speed of light. Now it's speed of technology. But we weren't created to run at the speed of technology or even the speed of light. We were created to run at the speed of God, the pace that he wants us to go. And so if you're running at the speed of technology, speed of light, you know, anything but God, anything but Jesus, anything but the Holy Spirit, dear sister, I want you to just, you know, take a step back and ask yourself, you know, what do I want? Simple. What do I want? And what am I chasing? What am I looking for? And answering these simple questions will oftentimes lead you to those hard questions that the Holy Spirit will convict you of that you don't want to hear. But if you really want to grow and if you really want to live free, you will listen.
Okay, so let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So go into the world today and heal someone. Choose to live free. I love you. And until next time, bye. And really dive deeper into God's word. So I'm looking forward to that. And we will be communicating more details to come. All right. So it has been great talking with you today and walking in my purpose of teaching and building you up in the ways of God. I have tasted it and I know in my heart this is where peace and joy resides. So living free is everyday godly decisions that frees your heart and mind, feeds your heart and mind, and focuses your heart and mind. My heart is always full, dear sister, when I get to speak to you, when I get to sit with some of our guests, and when I get to do what I do. I am so happy that I get to walk in my purpose to help so many of you live joyfully free and walk in your purpose too. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free and let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, and exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So go out there and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Bye.